Good evening. So it's been a long time, and um, a lot has happened since then. Really, we, we passed through the holidays. I was just joking, this is still not the election. But when you really think about it, you know, I, I mentioned to the men tonight, um, there's some, it's, the, it's the game seven of the Super Bowl. And uh, like, when you really think about it, that whoever wins this game, it's it's a hockey game between. Uh, what's the teams references again? might get lost with this crowd. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's 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 the World Series tonight. Okay, World Series. World Series, World yeah. Series game oh, seven tonight, oh, right from Chicago. <laughs> yes. So the bottom. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I noticed that I need I need like Donnie Shapiro and uh, for the guys here to appreciate. But the point is. And you think about it tonight, on a, on a serious note, the World Series, whoever wins, has zero impact in the world. It really, really doesn't have any impact on a serious level on the world. It doesn't affect your life. It won't affect my life. It has really no impact. Next week will impact. I'm not, I don't want to discuss the election, who we like and who we don't like, but there's no question. Next week will impact every Jewish person in the world, without exception. Whoever wins will have an, an impact. I'm not going to discuss what the impact will be. But there will be an, an, an impact. It will affect every Jew in Israel. It will affect every Jew in America. That will affect policies. It will be um, social values. A million things. It will have economic realities. It will have an unquestionable effect. And that's a mind-boggling reality. When you imagine such a thing, right? when you imagine that in, in this election, by the way, the things that have happened, again, without getting into details, I mean, you went into Yom Kippur assuming the election was over, and we come out of Yom Kippur, and it's far from over. You know, it's far from over. Um, by next week, this time, we may, we may know. We may know, we may not know. Uh, but Which tells you that there's certain things in life that have high impact, and certain things in life which people get all, all emotion about, about or don't really make a difference. Right. There are many things that we could do in our lives that really are like the, the World Series. It doesn't really make a difference. You know, we may think it makes a difference. It doesn't make a difference. You know, I remember when I was in uh, New York, the Yankees, the Yankees, the baseball team, they won the World Series. I was not far from the Bronx. There were gunshots and riot. I'm like, I was like, who cares? Like, this is but they went crazy, and it really doesn't make a difference. Right. That, the next day or two weeks later, later it's not going to affect their lives one iota. The fact, the fact that the Yankees won does not make a guy in Bronx taxes go down. It doesn't make their life any better. <laughs> you know, It doesn't affect them. It really doesn't. You make a little self-pride that your team won. But the, so in life, and I'm just using this as a metaphor right now, there are things that we could invest in that really don't make a difference. And we get all invested in them. And there are things that will really, really make a difference. And sometimes we lose focus of how big of a difference it will make. So we left off talking about that, in fact, what we do in this world when it's connected to Torah mitzvahs, it's not just that it affects us. We are plugged in. We are connected to the spiritual world. Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people, what we do will affect the world around us. <laughs> Therefore, that makes what we do that much more important. It's not just if I do a mitzvah, it's a nice... Do I tea? Oh, good tea, it's fine. 
<laughs> we'll probably cough either way. Um, it's not just to do a mitzvah, it's a nice thing. But what a person does, it's plugged in. You know, today, one of the benefits of having computers and having the ability to plug a few buttons, you realize you can do something in your computer and it can affect millions of people around you. So at some level, this safer starts that when we do Torah mitzvahs, it doesn't just affect us, but it impacts the world around us. Why is that so important? Why is that so crucial to realize? It's important and crucial to realize because when we realize what's at stake, when we're cognizant that it makes a difference, we push ourselves harder. You know, I, quite frankly, I, there's things in my life that I, I oh, thank you. I'll push myself hard, harder because I know it will affect people beyond me. Right? If you knew that, uh, let me let, let me let me give an an example. If you had to uh, drive somewhere for yourself, one thing. But let's say imagine you have to drive somewhere for you're, you'll be benefiting a hundred people. How about it for a thousand people? Would you be more motivated to drive or less motivated to drive? What? More motivated to drive, Mrs. Give me how many cups do I get over here? Oh, for the thing. Oh, wow, but just so nice. I'm an I'm an environmentalist. I'll keep it here for now. But now you have three cups. I have it's fine. Okay, collection. Do you vote, Mrs. Stolen? Mm-hmm. You voted? In the election? Next Tuesday. You, you, so you're waiting. What if you get sick that day? No. No matter. On the election you wouldn't miss never. it. Right? What if they too block all the highways? Too much in stake. Okay, so Mrs. Stolen is that. Uh, there are people, there are people, though, that if they would get sick on election day, they wouldn't vote. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the person vote on election day? You know what could, they could say to themselves? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But imagine you knew that your vote counts for uh, fifty thousand votes. Yeah. Imagine fifty thousand votes in Florida. Wow. Right. You know, Pete. You'll be. No, seriously. Though, why? 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 Very often blocks a person. You think it doesn't matter, right? But when you realize that your vote and what you do makes a difference. I'm not talking about election, but in life, it will propel you. That's why the author, Ramchal, connects here. You know, you're starting out learning about why you should push yourself. It's not just you. It's not just you. It's what should propel you is that what you do at some level will affect the rest of the world, will affect the rest of the Jewish people. So it says like this. This is what the Gemara says in Chagigu Dafir Beisman Alef. Be'inin ha'or she'ganzu ha'karish baruch lo tzadikim. There is the prime order. I don't know what it's put in that book. Uh, uh, prime, uh, yeah. uh, prime what thirty? Prime order light. Prime order light. Um, prime order light that the world was created for. Vezela shal kevan shiro'o or she'ganzu. When the light, so the Gemara says this, in the beginning Hashem created this. What was, it, what was created on the first day of creation? Anyone know? What was the first day of creation? Light and. Was light was darkness created? So that's a discussion, actually. It's not so simple. On a simple level, darkness was created. Maybe you make it say that light was removed from darkness, but. So on a simple darkness was also create, created. So this light, this primordial light, was tremendous. It wasn't just huh, like the sunlight. The sun is created on what day? 
But there was a song created. What day is the song created? You should all know this. You should all know this. I'm not even asking you five months after Bereshus. You should all know this. When what day was the sun? I'm not even telling you. You can look it up. Um, uh, you should uh, next week. I'm going to test you on the seven That's days what of creation. Your wife did when she gave her class. She tested us every week. We had to write it down before the class began. You shouldn't need me to test you on this. You should know this. So, so when the sun was created, not on the first day. You can look up when it was created. Um, <coughs> um, so the point is not that that light. This light was this primordial light. This light was such a powerful light, and yet. Hashem took it away and put most of it, Shiganzo Kashbarko for the righteous, Sameach, and the light on, to, on, a, on, a, on whatever this means, was glad. The light was happy. Why? Because the light wanted to be utilized, wanted to be utilized for, for the righteous, which means the, the world wants to be utilized for the righteous. Also, for the story of, of Yaakov Avinu, of the stones that Yaakov, right, when Yaakov was running away from who? Esav. Esav, so he, he puts 12 stones around, and all 12 stones went under his head. Amru, the sages said, Amru be Yitzchak, Milam Shinskab, Sukulon, Lamakma, Echavahai Sekho, Echas Omeris, Alayan Yechzak Rosho, right? That all these stones said that I want the righteous to fall on my head. This proof that the entire world, the entire universe is created for man is brought down in the Medrash and Kohalas. See God's deeds. When God created Adam, now God took Adam and he took him and he led him around all the trees of the Garden of Eden. And God told Adam, Look at my creations. How beautiful my world is. How beautiful my creation is. No Adam. No Adam. Everything in this world I created for you. Take care that you do not destroy my world. you know why? Because what you do will affect the rest of the world. Klalo Shodavar says the Ramchal, the general principle is as follows. Ha'adam, man, lo nivra bavor We're not created for our station where we are in, in this world. Ella bavor haba. Rather, it is to get to our station in the world to come. Ella shematzava ba'olam What we do in this world, what we do in this world, Right? How we act in this world, what we accomplish in this world, that will lead us to the next world. Shutachliso, which is the goal. 
Right, which is the goal. The goal of everyone in this room, without exception, is the next world. If we're living for this world, we're missing the boat. It doesn't mean that this world's not important and our actions make a difference. But the goal is the next world. The, our, if our focus is only about our pension, our 401k, and not about our Olam Haba, we're saving up for the wrong, the wrong account. And what really matters is the next world. Are we, what are we doing for that? And not only what are we doing for that, realize that what you do in this world will affect everything else in this world. With this world, though, is it's emsai, it's the station, it's the means to get to the next world. Shutachliso al kentimsim amrachazal. Rabbi, there are many uh, languages of our sages in the Talmud. Kula mesignon echad. All of them having the same sort of language. Ha'olam medamim ha'olam hazet. They compare this world, the world we're in today. Limkom uzman hachana to a place and a time of preparation. Va'olam haba and the world to come, the eternal world, is compared to makom menucha, the place of relaxation and eating what you uh, and enjoying what you prepared. Vu amru. This is like the, the Mishnah says in Avos. Ha'olam hazet. This world is doime leprozo. It's similar to. A vestibule before the or, 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 or a corridor before the world to come, as we said before. Today we do, we work today. And tomorrow you'll get scharim. Or mishatarach erev Shabbos, person who works on erev Shabbos. You get your children, you make your kugel, you prepare. You'll eat on Shabbos. If you, don't, if you don't cook before, before Erev Shabbos, what happens to Sidovsky? Do you cook on Shabbos? Never happened before. It's good. Don't let it happen again. Didn't happen before, right? Never happened. If it will, I will go to your house. You come to my house. See, in this world, you can come to my house. I can't... Uh, if you don't prepare, you have nothing to eat. If you don't, if you don't do due diligence, right, there's realities to that. Ha'olam hazeh, this world. There's a, the Medrash also compares to um, this world to the bashot, the dry land. Ha'olam habalayam, right? If you if you go on a ship, in the old days they took a ship for months, literally for months you can travel on a ship. What happens if the ship doesn't have provisions? You starved. So this world is giving you the provisions for the ship for the ship. Many statements like this, right? That, that you need this world to prepare in this world for the eternal world. For the, you live differently when you have that reality. Every day goes by, you think, what did I do for Olam Haba? What am I doing? What's, what's my perspective? What am I living here for? What am I doing here? How, what am I accomplishing here? The Tir Be'emes. No intelligent person can really believe. No one could truly believe that God, assuming we believe in a creator, that God put us in this world, and that the purpose of this world is the world we're today. <laughs> that that's why God put us. What's a person's life in this physical world? 
Who's really, really, truly bonafide happy all in, in, in this world? Now, of course, just for the record, the, the author and myself and, and any, and certainly many greater people than myself, this world is a great world. It's a lot to enjoy. There's a lot to accomplish. And you can be very happy in this world. But the, the, the reality is, is the world is temporal. Happiness fluctuates. Right? And that's what he's going to say. God didn't create, the purpose of God creating all of us with a neshama, with a soul, with, was not for this world. Right? He says, what is, how many years does a person live? If you live 70 years, and if you're strong, you live 80 years. And many of these days is rahabim amal v'oven, right? Is toil and pain. How much sar, pain, sickness, difficulty, problems does a person encounter in this world, which, by the way, are for our benefit, but it's not enjoyable, right? It's not enjoyable. You know, I, it, it, uh, it, the, 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 the difficulties are there to, for our benefit, but the, it doesn't mean that, why we got, that's, not, that, that's for a purpose. It's not for in and of it, it's not the reward itself. The Acha Kozos, and after you, you, you live this life, you go through all these challenges, you go through all these tribulations. Many people are sick. There are people who have chronic illnesses. You ever see people in cars with chronic illnesses? Hospital? Chronic, they their whole life, they're chronic. You know what chronic is? Sick. How do you speak Yiddish? Very well I'm not asking you. How do you speak Yiddish? I speak German. German, there you go. Okay, good. Deutsch. Uh, see? Uh, right? Uh, a kranka, a sick, a sick person. Uh, so, many pains, and then you die. Right? The people could be sick for decades of their lives. Diabetes, asthmatics, there are people with emotional disorders, you know, mental disorders, or people, all kinds of issues. You think God created, this is the tachlis, this is the purpose? And then people die. Who has complete tranquility in this world? I don't have complete tranquility in this world? Raise your hand. <laughs> not, uh, why not? No, it's one in a thousand. We come who? You live a hundred years and you die. For law owed, and not only that. Um, so he says that the God who's the, the, who created the world out of kindness. This is not the world we created, which is the permanent world. This is not the purpose of the world. Whatever we have, if a person has diabetes or a mental issue, health difficulty or an emotional difficulty or other difficulties, uh, job, it's all for... Uh, the next world. It's not for this world. The ultimate reward, the ultimate purpose is the next world. Many, they kind of create a world where, where people have to have difficult having children, they have toughly raising children, all kinds of stuff that goes on in this world. It's for the next world. This is not the purpose. The law owed, and not only that, right? if the other purpose of this, would be this world, God would have to have breathed into us such a divine soul. Our neshama, which we're not discussing now, is literally chelik melakamal. It comes from the, the, the holiest part of the spiritual world. Right? That's a, a Jewish soul is so powerful. You know that our soul is even greater than the greatest angels. 
soul really doesn't even get pleasure from this world. So God, if, if the purpose if the purpose was this world, we don't need such a great neshama. We don't need such a great soul. And the soul doesn't even get pleasure really from this world. That's what our sages gave us. It's actually a medicine kohalash. The soul is never satisfied. What can we compare this to? To a simple peasant, to a villager who marries the daughter of a king. Do you ever see the peasants in Russia? Stalin killed a lot of them. You know that, by the way. But in the old days, you know what a peasant was? They lived like like nothing. You know, 150 years ago, the peasants, they, they had nothing. Gornet. Zero. They, they, they had no savings accounts. They were enslaved. They were poor. So this peasant goes ahead and marries the daughter of the, the, the czar, the daughter of the king. Could the, whatever the peasant gives her, could he pass? The daughter of the czar, the daughter of the king, has everything, royalty, nobility, the finest quilts, the finest beds, the finest delicacies. What could the peasant possibly provide to <laughs> this peasant who has nothing to, to, to the daughter of the king? He brings her his best dainties, his best quotes, his best whatever. He has nothing. He does. She's going in the lap of royalty. He's this. This guy can barely, you know, afford any afford anything. She's a bas melech. So So to the soul, the neshama, our soul, all of our souls come from Hakadosh Baruch All of our souls are from Melech Malchi Hamlochim. Come from the King of Kings. Come from Hashem. God, we are the children of Hashem. Our neshama is not our bodies. So, what could this world possibly give that could satisfy us all? This world is like a peasant. It's finite. It's temporal. Any pleasure. Think of the greatest pleasure you can think of. It's temporal, right? Whatever you desire, it's temporal. It doesn't. It's for a few minutes or a few moments. Nothing. And then the neshama, which is a boss, which is coming from the Hashem, it was never satisfied. Against your will you were created. And against your will you were born. The soul doesn't enjoy this world. And the contrary, despise it. By the way, this concept, the, the soul cannot be satisfied. If you ever look at Jews who are, who are not spiritual... They're never satisfied. There is a searching that goes on. You know, like I, 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 when I was younger, I did go to a few, few football games. Like you see the like Gentiles, nice people. They're barbecues and this. Like football is like they, they're satisfied in life. You look at a Jew who's secular. There's, there's something started. A little, you find Jews in the sixties and seventies. I think it was like not even disproportional. It was way disproportional. Jews were in cults in hippie movements, in all kinds of searching movements, unhappy, unsatisfied, even today, any tikkun, anything looking around, or, you know, you'll find disproportionate edges. You know why? Because a Jew has a neshama, which is chelik al-kaimachal, they can't totally be satisfied living a temporal life. It, something bothers them. So they, they, unfortunately, they're blinded. They're going to look for all kinds of things to get it. It could be politics, Left-wing politics. It could be. Uh, it could be. Um, it could be saving the world. It could be. You know, 
it could be uh, different types of civil rights movements, whatever it may be. It could be alternate spirituality, which there are plenty of Jews end up today. I think they, the the the, um, the the show that in the liberal cities, the amount of Jews that are, are practicing Buddhism at some level is like tremendously out of proportion, right? It's people looking for some spiritual. Jews can't just be, you know, a simple farmer and watch football and drink beer and be happy. Something's missing in that kind of life. Something so you can mask it. You can you can pleasure seek and try to cover it up. But there's a desire there. It's just why people Jews always are in all kinds of movements, all kinds of leaders, all kinds of looking around because there is that desire. Now they may not know what pushes them and propels them, but for ourselves as well, if, if for. If you have a Jew who is not spiritual at some level, they'll never be satisfied. A Yid, a Jew that's not spiritual, I'm not saying they'll be miserable wretches, but they'll never be satisfied. Some of them will be miserable wretches if they have no spirituality. Right? They will never, ever, ever be... And this is by Yid, because you know, if you're a peasant and you marry a nice peasant, what happens? You're happy. You can have football, you can have your steaks, you can live a good life, and you can be a good person, by the way. <laughs> you, can, you, just, you don't need that spiritual you know, reality. You can be satisfied living wherever and not being involved in anything beyond yourself. You can, but a yid, you'll find always looking and searching, fixing the world. <laughs> sometimes they call it tikkun olam, sometimes they call it politics, sometimes they call it economics, sometimes they call it you know, activism, you name it. Sometimes you call it new spiritual quests, you know, peace-loving, whatever it is. There's a, there's, you're not, they're not staying still because they're searching for what it really wants and what the Jewish soul really wants is that they come from the divine and this world cannot, cannot satisfy that need. Which is not what his point, he, he, that's the matter he's talking about. Which means he's talking about, the author, is that, that, that Hashem did not create this world as the ends. Don't think he gave us such a soul which can't even be satisfied with this world. What I'm bringing out over here, what the Medjish really is saying on a side level, is that you have to know that if you look at this world as your end all and be all, you will never be happy in this world. Now, it doesn't mean you'll be miserable. You'll be completely satiated in this world. right? Because a Jewish neshama comes from the highest spiritual places and nothing in this world could satisfy that. Zero and zilch. Zero zilch. By the way, you know, what percent of the Politburo were Jews? Do you know what percent? Yeah. When, when, when Trotsky took, uh, took over Russia. A third. Yeah. A third. Well, a third. Right? And what percent of the country was Jewish? Uh, two percent. Two, three percent. Where is that? How what? Because communism was this great savior. It was to save the world. These Jews, you know, they believe they're helping the whole world. They, they honestly believe they were going to save the working man. Who, who invented communism, by the way? Stalin. No, Marx. Ayyid and Engels, another Jew. Now, why? Because they looked at saving the world. It came from this, you know, desire to help other people. To help the peasants, by the way, <laughs> to help people, right? That's it. Come, it came. It, you know, it comes from this great, you know. But you can't be. I mean, you look at and you can go on the other side. You can go on all these movements and all these things. Are Jews looking? But you, you cannot. 
get, be happy. The point he's bringing down, of course, is that that's not the purpose of this world. The purpose of this world, God gave us such a soul because the purpose is not this world. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? The purpose is not this world. This world is a medium. It's a great medium if you use it. But if you look at this world as the end all and be all, you will be miserable. You will not be happy in this world. You will not get to the point you are supposed to be at. Imken God wouldn't create a soul. The soul is not satisfied this world. In fact, the neshama, when, when, when this world is just an end-all and be-all, actually is turned off. I want to just, if I can use a, a, a crude example, on, but a true example, if, 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 if you have a husband and wife and the intimate area is purely for a lower purpose, not for a connection, not for a bond, at some level, it will turn one of them off. If, it's, if you take away any spirituality, any connection, if you're just two strangers in the night, right, it's actually a turn-off. Right? You actually can be turned off. Right? Whereas, if it's utilized correctly, it's the greatest connector, bonder, etc. Right? So the neshama, when it's just getting pleasure in this world, and it has no connection to spirituality, right, is turned off. It's actually that same thing is it's, a, it's an ich to it. Right? Because this world is not the purpose. Just this world in and of itself is not the purpose. Again, if you would utilize this world for the right thing, what's the holy state of the year? What's the holy state of the year? No. What's the holy state of the year? You have it every seven days. Shabbos. Because right? you're supposed to utilize, and you actually have all kinds of acts of physicality on Shabbos. Because if it's used correctly, Neshama can actually enjoy this world eating, sleeping, uh, you know, uh, uh, intimacy, all of that, and used in the right way, in a spiritual way, is channeled. But the world in and of itself turns off the neshama. If there's no spirit, if there's no, if there's no, if there's no spiritual, therefore says the author, that the, 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 the creation is, the neshama is for the, it was created to allow us to get to the world to come. Al bo. Neshama Zos, Hashem gave us this Neshama, Ki La Roy Lavod, right? Because it's fitting, uh, because it's fitting to, to, to serve Hashem. And the Neshama, you know what you know what the essence of the world to come is? The essence of the world to come is our Neshama. We are our Neshama. The people we really are is our neshama. The world, in fact, so much so that the Ramam holds in the world to come, we will just be our neshama. We will not have physicality. There will be a resurrection of the dead. But the essence of the world to come afterwards is our neshama. Because that's the ultimate pleasure coming from our soul. Not for right now. Right? Um, it's, um, so... The, that world, the neshama will love. So again, the, the author is stressing, and this is all, what's all important to us, is that we need to know that our purpose, and the purpose of God creating us, was not for this world. That this world is not the end all and be all. That this world is only a quarter to the next world. We're, we're supposed to tell us. Did you have a question, by the way? No, Mrs. Stillman was very nervous when the teacup was located. Oh, you were nervous about yeah, this? Yeah, was nervous. That's why I moved it. Here. Okay. 
always good to be nervous. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm always nervous watching other people also, to be honest. Uh, so, this, I, I, you know, just to stress this, if you live this way, you live differently. If you live that this world, not so to say that If you live that this world is the purpose, is the world to come, it's a different life. You know, you know what happens in a different life? First of all, our focus. You still live in this world. You still have jobs. You still eat. You still drink. You still, but your focus is differently. Right? Your focus is different. And when things happen, you don't. It's not. It's not just about now. It's about the world. It's about the world to come. You know, after you know this, after we know this, we see how important, how serious mitzvahs are. <laughs> Because you know what's going to get us to this world to come? Which is the whole purpose of creation? Mitzvahs! Mitzvahs! And if you don't have mitzvahs, you don't have a path to the world to come. You're going to be stranded on, you're stranded on the boat with nothing to eat. Mitzvahs bring us to this total perfection. Now it's known has to have the proper integration of all the all of these mediums. that are available to us and that we could we could utilize to reach it. Right? So as much as we invest in these means, so too much will benefit. So mitzvahs is what allows, but even if you transfer, anyone, anyone a computer program in this room? No one? You program? You, you computer program. What happens if you go off code a little bit? Do you get your program? <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing good. Do you ever give prescriptions to anyone? You see, but you see people take prescriptions. What happens if you take the wrong amounts? Anything good? No, too little? Good. Too much? No. Right. So what happens is, is when you take mitzvahs, you could, if you, when you veer, when you veer from them, right, you actually could be destructive. Right? It's it's not just that you have to invest them in the right way. It has to be done. With the right collection, if you do mitzvahs correctly, to do it correctly, and not only to do it correctly, to do it meticulously. How do you translate meticulously? How do you translate meticulously? Attention to detail. Attention to detail. Excellent. Right. Attention to detail. Right, you, like when do you, when do you, when do you, when does a person give attention to detail? Something's important, <laughs> right? When do you not, do not pay attention to details when something's not important, right? Things that are important to us, we pay attention to. If it's not that important, you're not you're not really listening, right? If some if someone telling you a, a way to make five hundred thousand dollars, if I pulled anyone's side, I have a guaranteed way. I'm not bluffing, and you know that I'm telling the truth. Five hundred thousand dollars, you pay a lot of attention. Right? If I told you I have a way that you can have a great cake recipe, maybe you like the cake, maybe you don't make it. 
You know, you don't even like cake. <laughs> You'll listen to entertain me. Uh, you're not going to pay that much attention. But if I'm telling you a guarantee where you pay a lot, lot of attention. Torah gives $500,000 a mitzvah. You take it seriously, it's worth a lot more. So you'll be meticulous. Mukhrach shibitakas adiktik. Kasha yidaktiku shaykhlis are those people. My, my cousin actually is in the diamond market. You know what? The, anyone ever buy a diamond? Anyone ever get bought a diamond? Yeah. You got bought a diamond. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Kevin Bowman one, right? Yeah. Five years after we were married. Five, yeah, so you got your diamond ring five years after? Yeah. You couldn't afford it. You were in college when you met him. No. <laughs> yeah, you were in college then. Yeah. So you buy a diamond, you know. You, she my, lived longer for her. They have diamonds in Russia? What do they do? Who can afford? What? Who can afford? In communist Russia, people wear diamond rings? My mother had, but she couldn't take it back uh, when they uh, immigrated. They didn't allow it. They didn't allow it. Okay. So the point is, my cousin's in diamonds. You would take a diamond. You know what what it means to be in the diamond market? You know how you make money in the diamond market? You better look at that jewel very carefully. You gotta weigh it out. You gotta analyze it. They sit there. How many shines? Like there's all kinds of. When I had to buy, actually, when my parents bought the ring, it was for my wife. They helped me buy the ring. I was, I was young. I was uh, a little bit younger then. So, but I went to my cousin. You think I went to the diamond market by myself to buy a diamond ring? I had to have a foggiest idea. Where it's a three thousand dollar ring. What's a thirteen thousand dollar ring? What's a five thousand dollar? What's an eight thousand dollar ring? Yeah. Really. I mean, I still have no idea. I, I don't know then, I don't know now. You know, to me, it all looks the same. So I went to my cousin, and he could tell me. He, he works in there. He works in Manhattan, where they, they, they retail diamonds the whole country. Right? He knew exactly, you know, and he actually knew who to buy it from and what to do. Blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's a whole moment. But you take it seriously. You know why? Because that one little thing could be worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Everything, every you know, little angle and shine and if there's a crack and could you see the crack it was all important. Just like people who deal with gold and silver and pearls, right? Anyone buy pearls? Pearls? I don't have pearls. Right. I, I pearl earrings. Pearl earrings. Someone once told me they, they got bought a pearl necklace and they're so upset the pearls were bad. I'm like what do I know about pearls? How many pearls? Right? To me it look the same, but someone who's into pearls can tell you good pearls and bad pearls, right? They're nice pearls. And good quality pearls. People are in this. They know the difference, right? So just like a person who takes to who's in the diamond market or in the gold or the silver or the pearl market, they're very careful. They're very meticulous. They pay attention to detail. Kitolatam nasusemitsamiti. So in a case of mitzvahs, you gotta take it seriously. You know why you gotta take Torah mitzvah seriously? Because it will affect your eternal spirituality and how you are eternally spiritual will be your world to come. Mitzvahs have eternal value where there's nothing more valuable than it. If you do the mitzvah today, you, have, you got eternity today. And if you didn't get a mitzvah today, you didn't get eternity today. If you did a mitzvah poorly, they will get, they will get uh, uh, the mitzvah be that much poorer. The main purpose of man in this world Rak Lakai Mitzvah is only to fulfill mitzvahs. Velavoid Velama Binisayan to work and to stand the test that one faces. And the pleasures of this world, why are they here? They're here to aid us, to enable us, to abet us in our purpose. 
Because right? um, the reality is, listen, it makes a difference if you're happy in this world to do mitzvahs. We say in, we say in Shema, you know, we say, what's the second paragraph? What's the three paragraphs of Shema? Tell me how Shema goes. Any volunteers? I know I'm asking this question tonight because these are things we should all know. Shema, Shema, first Shema is what? What are we doing? What are we saying when we say Shema? What are we doing? Witnesses to the fact that. Witnesses? Close, better, can say it better. Well, acknowledging. Accepting. Accepting. The, right, that what? Existence of. And the oneness of God. More more, more than the existence, the oneness. What does that mean? Like everything that happens in life happens from God. Right? Yichud Hashem. What? Like that, right. There's nothing but God, and you accept God's yoke. So you, you, Shema Yisrael, you listen to Hashem, there's one God of the whole world, and, you, and there's no other gods, and there's, everything comes from God. So you, you, when you say Elokim, you're actually supposed to accept God's yoke. And you're supposed to think about Yichud Hashem, that the God, there's one God of the world. So you realize everything that happens in this world, that's why, by the way, say, we say Shema when? In the morning, that whatever will happen that day will be from God. And night, right? Because whatever happened that day was from God. You say Shema when a baby is born because the future will happen. Will, will, the cards will be God. You say Shema on a deathbed because everything comes from Hashem. So you say Shema. Then you say Vahafta. What's Vahafta? The mitzvah of? Loving God. Once you come to love God. Then the next paragraph is? Second paragraph? Uh, what? That's the third paragraph. Skipped. Rain. Rain? Rain is mentioned. Following the mitzvahs. And what do we say there? If you follow the mitzvahs, you'll have a good life. What in the world does that mean? You know, the Ramah says the same thing. So you know why, you know why, you know why the Torah says if you, if you do mitzvahs, God will give you tranquility in this world? Because we, the more we have, the better we have a physical reality, the better we'll be able to do mitzvahs, right? If you can't pay your bills at night, what happens? You know, you're, you're nervous. You don't sleep well. You get stressed. You can't do Torah mitzvahs. So the more, of course, Hashem says, do Torah if you're if you have that test, you'll do an under thing. But really, we're supposed to look at this world as a world to help us. So if we eat foods we like, it helps us. If we have, you know, the Gemara says having a beautiful wife, a beautiful house, and uh, um, uh, 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 things you need, things which are it's time for a man, obviously. Um, but if you're if you're satiated with good things, if you're comfortable, you'll be able to focus more. You'll be able to do more, right? If you're sick, right? Now, obviously, God sometimes people's tests and challenges sick, but if you're physically healthy, you have more strength to do things. <laughs> you can do more. But it, the point of it is, it's only something there to aid and abet you. Ultimately, what really makes a difference is what we do. Right? It's what we do. Either you do mitzvahs or you don't do mitzvahs. Either you're happy in this world or you're not happy in the world. It means ha- you know, you have faith in God or you don't have faith in God. You should have the strength to serve Hashem, which is obligatory on, on us. Okay? Ultimately, he says, that all of our turnings, all of our focus should be to serve Hashem. So when you go to sleep at night, you should go to sleep to serve Hashem, to be, have strong next day. When you eat dinner, you know, the, the, you know what the Arizal says? Who is Arizal? The greatest Kabbalist of the past 500 years was Arizal. The Arizal, the only guy. And the Ramchal. If I had to pick the three biggest Kabbalists of the past three, 500 years, 
I would say the Arizal, the Vilna Goyen, and the, the Ramchal. Okay? The Arizal said that the, mo, the Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration, comes from a person saying brachas on food correctly. That's the greatest way to get there. Right? The, the greatest way. So you eat to serve God. You say a blessing on the food. You say a blessing after the food. You eat kosher food. You, you eat so you have strength. Right? You, you go on vacation. No, vacation could be a recharge, a reboot. You know, it's nice. I go, I, every day I try to go for a walk. Uh, you know, I, I, I try as much as possible. I don't know how I can't always do it. Not to drive to Shul. Now, I don't do that in the morning for davening because I don't have enough time. Right? I, I, you know, and quite frankly, if I did do it, I wouldn't enjoy it. You know, like I'm still, my coffee's still sinking into my brain. So, you know, and it's dark. And who wants to walk in the dark? It's not nearly as nice as walking into the day. Right? But I like walking in the day. It's beautiful. You know, I, 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 sometimes I look at the mountains. You can see the mountains from where you are over here. I walk here, I can see the mountains. It's unbelievable. You know, I can look straight down, see the mountains, straight this way, see the mountains. See the sun. Willow Glen has beautiful gardens. Beautiful. You know, it's unbelievable, by the way. All these people take such good care of their houses. I, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm, I, it, you know, it gives me a, a, a tremendous pleasure. Now, but it's not just so tremendous pleasure so I can eat uh, dinner and go to sleep at night. So to serve Hashem. Everything a person does serves Hashem. You know, a person exercises to be strong to serve Hashem. You, go, you make a living, you got to pay bills, you got to pay taxes, right? But ultimately, it's, what's the end goal? What's the draw? Where, where are you heading to? Where are you driving to? You know, why are you doing it all? Where, 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 where are you going? It's there to serve Hashem. So he says, should the, the rule Amr, when you know that the, this world is temporal, is not the main story, it's only to get to the next world, your whole direction to be to connect to Hashem. Nothing should take you away from whether it's minor or major. You know, if, any, if you ever speak to look, read this, like Olympic athletes, when they're eating, when they're sleeping, everything they do, do many things in life. They date, they have, you know, but it's all they calculate how it'll affect the Olympics, right? How it affects me. When I was a uh, Teenager, I played basketball. So I remember they, they, whenever I'd have a game, I wouldn't drink soda like a dare. Now I hate soda, to be honest. But then I actually liked soda. I don't know why I liked it, but I did like soda then. Um, so I'm not like, I think I'm grossed out by it. But I like soda. I didn't, but you know, when I had a game, I didn't drink soda two days before because I thought it would slow me down. <laughs> you know, I go to sleep early. You know, I, 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 went, I watched when I ate dinner. You know why? Because you don't get cramps. The games were at night. You know, we had cramps in the middle of the game. So I'd snack, I'd eat, you know. Musicians, you ever play in a, like a choir type of thing, a concert? You, you, did, when you, before you went, did you, were you focused what you did that day? Yeah. Right? I remember Noah Lahat, he used to live here as a boxer. Like he told me, like for the weeks before, the training was all for that fight. That fight could have been 25 minutes. But you spent 10 to 12 to 14 weeks preparing for that fight. And everything you did was... To get to that rank, right? That, that's, you know, well, you can live in this world and do things and have no focus, or you can be focused. A Jew who realizes what life is about, you're focused. You're on the job. When you're eating and sleeping and drinking, it's, it's there with that focus that, you know what, I've got to take care of my health to serve Hashem. I've got to take vitamins because I want to be healthy to, to serve Hashem. You know, 
in Katsu and Katsu, Vilishpo, Elavaskavela Sparki, she knew that everything uh, should be focused to become closer to Vilishpo, Komachitas, and you'll make decisions that things that block you, break you away from Hashem. Ultimately, if something makes, brings you down, right, there are certain people that they, there are things that they're, everyone has spiritual sensitivities that they bring them down. Some people have, 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 are lustful, some people are angry, some people are sad, some people are weak in certain areas, and all people have one of these things that trigger them to bring them down. And you stay away from those triggers because you know that they'll bring you down. Some people have multiple, most people have multiple triggers. And they bring them down, they have multiple weaknesses that bring them down. Some people's push at laziness <laughs> they have no no fire in their belly, right? And in, and if they don't come, come to a shear, right? You all credit to all you for coming tonight, you know, because not because of me, but because these words I'm reading it, I'm reminding me what life's all about, right? But you don't go to a shear, what happens? You forget. You can live in this world drunk in life, and one day after 120 years, you wake up and you know there's a reality to to life. Right? So it could be the trigger is just to do nothing in this world. So a person stays away from things that pull them down. And, they, and the, what really pulls a person down is pure, unadulterated chumris. Physicality which has no connection to spirituality. What it does is it pulls a person after it. Like, uh, like iron after a magnet. Everything can bring you close to Hashem. Years of Akhara, of chase after it. Something helps you serve Hashem, whether it's a class, whether it's a place where you daven, whether it's a friendship, whether it's, you know, it's good for you. Like, you listen to Jewish music and it puts you in a great mood. You can daven better. You can pray better. It helps you. It aids you. It abets you. Use it. Uh, And don't leave it. Anything you know that will bring you down, run from it like you run from fire. I, I know somebody, a guy was from England, he's actually a pretty prominent rabbi today. So he told me he did not grow up observant. He's actually a pretty prominent rabbi. So he told me once, he said he was the biggest Beatles fan. Why? I have no idea. But he was! Right? So he was the biggest Beatles fan. He said, if he, and, he, and he loved rock music. He told me that if he, if he goes on a bus and hears it, he can't learn the whole day. All he hears is that music playing over his head. And it takes him out from where he's supposed to be. You know? He, was a, he said he was a hippie with long hair, you know, the whole shebang. He's not, he's not 25. He's an older gentleman. And he said years later, if he hears the music, it totally puts his head in a different place. So he says he stays away from it. Right? Some people, the thing is that just bring them, there are people who bring them down. There are relationships that bring them down. There are, you know, for some people, the internet brings them down. They waste time on it. Or for some men, they, they go to really bad places on it. Right? Or, or, you know, it, there, there are things that can bring people down. Some people, listen, I grew up in Miami Beach. I, it didn't really affect me. But I saw people come to Miami Beach, all of a sudden, the same serious persons, you know. There's a little looseness. You know, they did things that they shouldn't have done. Or they act in ways they, 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 they or dress in ways they shouldn't dress. Uh, you could, there are places that bring a person up and a person bring them down. Somebody goes to Israel and it could bring them up. So get to Israel. You know, if Israel's good for you, so go there to visit. 
It's a good thing. Don't forget where you know some people that they, 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 they know that they come to shul. They dive in better. Go to shul. Go to a place that helps you. Davka, that's the David says, and things that pull you down, stay away like fire. Davka nashi acharecha ki tamcha biyiminecha. Right? I'm gonna uh, that that um, <coughs> um, uh, they were, we're gonna run after. V'lo yarpeyo v'chol mashiushov b'nei b'nei azel yivrach menor kibrach menorishin shnemar. We'll get away from everything that escapes to everything uh, uh, that impedes and distracts it. We have to look after all of this. The look after all of this. According to uh, uh, its details, mitchilas hadaver v'adsofer, from the beginning of the matter to its end, right? Uh, if, if, if this is how we're going to be successful, right? if this is what's going to make us great or bring us down, we need to look into it, 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 it from beginning to so As we already said in the, in the Hakdama, he's going to repeat it now, this is the natural course of events. Zahiris, which is vigilance, will lead to Zrizis, which is alacrity, which is being quick to do things. Nikias, which is spiritual cleanliness, will lead to precious, which is not partaking when you need to partake. Tahara, which is purity, will lead to chesidus, which is piety. Anava, which is humbleness, humility, will lead to yerzchet, fear of sin, which will lead to kedusha, and all of them will explain one by one. But the important thing we're leaving off from next week, we'll start with watchfulness, this is here, uh, or, or vigilance, is, uh, is, that you have the beginning of all things is to realize that our purpose is not this world. The purpose is the next world. And the way you get to the next world is through mitzvahs. And when you realize that, you take mitzvahs seriously, meticulously, and you fo- you're focused not only on the mitzvahs, but what brings us closer to mitzvahs and what brings us far away. Things that help us do mitzvahs, we should run to. Things which pull us away, run away from. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.